Good morning. Okay, so going, following along this uh, journey, going Mamaila from the top down and say the Stauslus. So last week I covered Moichen and Midas, the general two structures or partsufim called Moichen, intellect or cognitive, both the divine and the Ebishta, the Sphiris Elianus, and namely we're in Atsilis right now, because that's the ultimate universe, so to speak, the ultimate domain where everything is so it's the perfect structure of um, the ten spheres as we discussed when I spoke about that silas in general and going through the spheres we cover which in general is so it's the cognitive as well it's the abrus's manifesting in what we call intellect and from that is the esokeches ha'adam, the ten faculties of the person. So in general, everything always is structured, just like we say, kegavna, letata, le'ela, that everything structured below is mirrors that which is above. And here we're talking about the ten faculties within each one of us, that we consist of, as the Alter Rebbe spells it out in Tanya, of ten keches, which break down into three, two categories, meichen and midas, and Chabad Chacham Abin Adas, and the Midas is this Zion Midas, which is the, like he says there, the Zion Kfulis, which is Chesed through Malchus. So Midas is also Lamaila, the Ebishter's Midas, as we discussed last week. Not that Ebishter necessarily his feelings, but his relationship with another, because that's really the essence of Midas. The Midas is a relationship. You can't have Midas without another. In this case, the Ebishter's. Ava and Yira and, Yira and uh, Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, Lecha Hashem, Agdula, Gvura, Teferes, Vanetzach, Vahed, and all the seven Midas, as the Ebrister relates to existence, and specifically to Neshamas and to the human race. And Lamato, that's the Midas Adam, that's the Kechus of the Adam, but we also have another part of us. We're not just brains and minds, we're not just computers that process information. We have relationships, and we are balimidas. We have feelings and attractions and things that affect us personally. Everything that goes into the world of uh, the world of emotions, the world of amidas. And again, the perfect situation, that which is below reflects that which is above, and uh, Silas is the perfect model, template, if you wish. And our, in our Aved is to align ourselves as much as possible, that our chesed should be aligned with the Ebrishtis chesed. Mahu chanun, afata chanun, mahu rachum, afata rachum. And the same thing in our meichin. Our meichin should be aligned with the way the Ebrishtis thinks. So when you learn Teda, you're aligning your mind instead of just following whatever your own interests are. You're, you're aligning your keiches to the Ebrishtis keiches, so to speak. So the Esosphiris play that role of a mamutza. And I'm summing up again things I spoke about at length in previous shiurim, uh, previous classes, that we're aligning all our parts of who we are, created B'Tselem Elikim, or in the language of Chassidus, based on the Posik in Yecheskel and other Psukim, the Odem Ha'elyen, and the Lamata is the Odem Atachten. We're aligning the Odem Atachten, which is you and I, to the Odem Ha'elyen, which is the world of Atzilus. That's the structure, the structure of an Odom, which is, consists of the ten spheres. So we've covered, I began with Keser, 
went through Chachma, Bina, Das. Last week was Mechen and Midas, the general structure. So now, of course, the next step is the Midas themselves, beginning with uh, Chesed. So that's what's gonna, that is what I'm going to focus on now, Chesed. Now, of course, it's also fitting to this time because the Svidus Eimer is uh, seven weeks, Sheva Shavuos, and which consists of 49 days, seven times seven. And as we say every night, when we count the Svira, Chesed Sheba Chesed, Gvura Sheba Chesed, day two, all the way to Malchus Sheba Malchus. So you have the whole structure of the Midas. Now, you don't find anywhere F reference to Mechin in Svira Seimer, at least not, direct, not directly. And the basic reason is because it's somewhat I hinted to last week, because the real place of Aveda is in the Midas. Meaning that even though the Mechin are necessary because they guide our emotions, but the ultimate goal is not just to have a captain of a ship. You need a ship. And the way our lives play itself out is in Midas. That's why you talk about Birut HaMidas. Even though there are references Birut HaMechin, of course you want to have the Mechin also to be aligned, as I mentioned, to what the Tatus says, what the Ebershta wants. But the real Mechom is in the world of Midas. And as Alter Rebbe says it explicitly in Tanya, Pedic Tess, Where's the Mishkan of the Nefesh Abamis? In Mechol uh, HaSmoli, in Midas Adam, because the Nefesh Abamis, even though the Nefesh Abamis has Mechin and has Chochmah bin Adas, as he explains in Perik Vov, in Tanya, but the real power of the Nefesh Abamis is its impulsive nature. It uh, follows its impulses, whatever comes its way. The real power of Nefesh Alikis, which resides in the Mechin and the Chol Yemani, is in the mind, which is reflective. Like I'll say later, Mo'yach Shal Ta'alev. So Mo'yach Shal Ta'alev is essentially the power of Nefesh Alekiz to, uh, over, to, to um, dominate over the Nefesh Abamis, as he explains in Perik Yudbeis. So Midas is the place where the real battle goes on. If we didn't have Midas and we purely had Mechin, you would just do what is right, because you wouldn't have any self-interest. Imagine a human being that doesn't have any Negeas. There's no Negeibadov, there's no Avasatsme. There's no, uh, there's no Odom Karavet Slatzme. Everything that we, all our mistakes that we make, and every temptation, and every type is only due because of our midas. The Mechin, even though it's true, the Mechin of Shabbamis is also interested in its own survival, but the Mechin are controlled by the midas. That's essentially what the Alter Rebbe says in Pedic Tess. So when you talk about Birur, Svidus Emir is the union of Birur, it's not just the Yidin were preparing for Matan Tera, and we also prepare these weeks between Pesach and Shavuos, what is the holiness to prepare ourselves, azichuch, to prepare our personalities and our characters and our very uh, beings to be more refined and to be more aligned, to be able to receive matera. So that's why the main thing is the Veda and the Midas. It's called Birad Hamidas, especially the Midas of the Nefesh Abamis, which is why it's Eimer Se'erim, Michael Behema, Nat Chitim, which is Michael Adam, but Oats Se'erim, and that is the focus on Svidus just to connect it. So in this Midas themselves, we have the seven weeks. There's the first week is Chesed, and within that is the Chesed Sheba Chesed, and Gvur Sheba Chesed, all the way to Malchus Sheba Chesed. And the same with each week as we progress. Now we're in the week of Netzach, and then we finally ultimately to the last week of Malchus, for Malchus Sheba Malchus. So that's a, somewhat a connection. Obviously, you'll find many places that reference to Midas, the Membez Masoyes, for example, the 42 journeys they didn't took in, uh, from Mitzrayim, Eilam Masay B'nai Yisrael, from Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael. 
is six times seven, says the Alter Rebbe in the Kutatera. It's also seven meters times six. There he explains why it's missing the seventh. Why is it not 49? Why is it 42? But he talks the difference between Sfira Seymer and the Masai. But you'll find references everywhere in Teirah, Teirah Shabbat, and Teirah Shabbat Peh to this Inyog Midas, which is Birad Hamidas. But it all begins with the first Midah of all, and that's Chesed. In the language of the Zehar, it's quoted very often in Chesidus, Chesed, Chesed, Ozl, Imkuli Yemen. A chesed is like not just the first of the midas, it's also this root of all the midas. They all go with Oslam Kuliyemen. The chesed is the, is the root that everything emerges from. And when you think about it in simple English, simple uh, psychological terms, love is the first and most prominent of all midas. Even though each one has its own personality, but it's love that is the most prominent midas, which love really means the connection and attraction between two entities, whether, whether it's self-love or love to a spouse or to children or to parents or to the Ebishter, Avas Hashem, that's the Yisod of all relationships. You don't begin a relationship with Yireh or with other Midas. You begin with Chesed. So besides Chesed being an individual Midas its own, like all the other six, but it also has that Klolos Dikeinian. You see even the Yisod of creation. Elam Chesed Yibana. That they just created the world with chesed. And um, which means if there was no chesed, there was no reason to create. Or the language of, from Kabbalah is, teva, is the Ebesh says, Teva Hatev, Teva Hatev Lehetiv. So it's driven by a chesed, Chofetz Chesed, who we, we hear, all these words. So even though, again, the Ebesh is higher than all these midas and does not need them and is not dependent on them, but he chose. He chose to create a relationship. And the first essence of relationship is that there's something that draws you. No, so when the Eden stood by Matan Teda, and we called Yem Chasen Nosei, is that Matan Teda right away, allusion to Chasen, to Ish Isha, husband and wife. Hafti Eschem Amar Hashem, God's love and chesed to us, chesed nurayich, and all the different Lashenis, and the Eden, there's the chesed from us, to the Ebeshter, after Hashem Alekecho. So Ava, or chesed, and we'll talk about the difference between them in a moment, is the yesod of everything. Everything starts with that. And once you have a relationship based on Ava, then, of course, you want that relationship to be complete. And mainly you need also Gvura and Teferas and the other Netzachet Yisrael and Malchus to complete the picture. But if you don't have the initial Ava, why would you have interest to develop all the other parts of your interaction or relationship with another? So Chesed, as I said, so I'll, I'll break it into two parts. We'll talk about Chesed is the Klolos Dike Amida that everything follows. Auslim Kuli Yemen. And the second part, Chesed as an individual thing. Another thing that needs to be spelled out is what's doing between Chesed and Ava. Very often you see them interchangeable. And yet they're not the same word. In the Svidus you call it Chesed. In Avedis Hashem you call it Avas Hashem. So you'll see often Chesed and Gvura, Ava Viyira. Or in the Aramaic, Tchilavirachimu which is just Aramaic for Ava and Yira. So, obviously, if they think about it, just the basic common sense of it is Chesed is far more uh, all-encompassing than Ava. Chesed has a lot more than just Ava. It is similar to Ava, and Ava is one component of it, but Chesed, for example, the idea of Hamshochem uh, like Mayim, Chesed compared to Mayim. So even though Ava is also compared to Mayim, but Ava is also compared to Eish, 
Ava Kiddush Be'esh, and there's Ava Kamayim. So you could have love that's fiery and passionate. You could have a love that's much more calm and more watery, so to speak, like water. So you see that in many areas, Cheslin and Ava are not exactly the same thing. But Ava is definitely a, a, deriv, a, a derivative of Chesed. So Chesed, you could say, is more the idea of the Eibishter's Hamshoche. Whenever you say Hamshoche, Hashpa, you speak Hashpa Sa Chesed, or Shefa HaChesed. You know, as Gvura, we'll talk about Gvura next week, or whenever we get to it, is the opposite. Gvura is Tzimtzum and Helam and Din. So if you compare Chesed and Gvura in that sense, Chesed would be the flow, and Gvura would be the regulator, or the controller, or the, the, the discretion. That the flow is not just a complete flow. So chesed is essentially hamshacha. So even when you talk about eir ain't sof lifnei simtsum, even eir, sometimes eir is called chesed because of that reason. Because it's hamshacha of something. That just like a rav is mashpia, seichel to his talmud, to his student, or your mashpia, that's essentially the essence of chesed. Now, of course, there's an element of ava there, because like the avis harav le talmide, or avis harav le Father to a son. So there's the element of love, but it's not exactly the same word. So chesed is much more the general concept of hamshochet. Hamshochet sa chesed, hashpah sa chesed. And, um, and, and av is much more the emotion part of it. If you want to say, what is the emotional, the emotional manifestation of chesed, of kindness, is, um, is av. Chesed also, we see it references like gmilas chasodim. Now we don't say gmilas av. Why do we say Gmilz Chasadim? Because, for example, Achnas Sarchim, or, uh, or other things. In essence, you don't have to love the Eirech that you invite, even though, obviously, it would be nice, and it would be going to the Geder Bahafterech Kamoicha, Ava, but technically, you could invite someone, even it doesn't have to, doesn't focus, like, just like Zakeh, there's 10 levels of Zakeh. The best is, the highest level, higher levels is when Zakeh is given with Ava, save upon him Yofis, with a smile, with a nice word. But zdoke is be'etzem. You can give, you can do chesed without necessarily av, at least not in the full sense of av. But at the same time, av is the best manifestation of chesed because it's the most complete. Imagine doing a chesed with av, then it's a whole different uh, story. In our context, um, and I'll break it again into two, the chesed of the Eibishter and the chesed that we have. So the chesed of the Eibishter is, number one, is the chesed that he chose, chafiz chesed, who, to create existence. You see constantly that we always thank the Eberster for Chazdei. What's his chesed that he created us? Or the chesed that he's befarnes us, he sustains us, gives us life. All b'chazdei is baruch, b'chazdei Hashem. All the different l'shenes you have on this topic. A second thing, as I mentioned, is avas Hashem. Ava of the Eberster to us. Meaning the avas Hashem that Eberster has ava. So again, it's a manifestation of chesed. That's melmail lamat, that's in the spheres. Now, I should add, the chesed is also not just to the human being, it's the whole creation. Uh, every detail of creation is Lamato, chesed, is the midah that we most can relate to personally, is your capacity, firstly, to bestow kindness to another, any form of chesed, any kindness, and specifically manifesting in ava, in a love. And love, as I said, can be avas chavedim, to be avas uh, uh, parent, parents, children, and ultimately the ava like chasanase, ava husband and wife, the ultimate marshal in shirashirim for kodesh and knesses yisrael. So 
obviously the easiest way to relate to chesed is uh, our own feelings. Because you just have to look at yourself and, uh, and analyze it. Now, obviously, we have chesed whether we analyze it or not, because we're born with it. Like we're born with all our faculties, just like we're born with a body. We're also born with keiches ha-nefesh, ha-nefesh and keiches ha-nefesh. So it's in there, but chesedis demands that we also be introspective and we uh, evaluate our chesed. Because as I said before, chesed can go also to all kinds of other things. You have avazara. You could, have, uh, you could be attracted to and love things that are not appropriate or things that are divrei shus. And of course, the goal is to align, as I said before, our chesed to the Ebershtis chesed. Mahu chanun, afata chanun. To align that we, so when we do a mitzvah like a mitzvah of Zdokeh, or gemilas chasodim, achnos asarchim, or any other mitzvahs that go in that category, they all go into that world of chesed. I mean, according to Hillel in the Gemara and Shabbos, is the Gemara Olach Soni which is basically the which is Ava, is the is Kolatei Kula. So even the mitzvahs be nodam lechaveri, like Shabbos and Kashrus and uh, Tuma and Tara and so on, uh, as the way the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya, Perik Lamed Beis is also all about Ava. Everything is under the rubric of Ava. So you see from this the idea what I said before about Chesed Ozel in Kuli Yemen that Chesed is the sort of everything. Uh, so besides what the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, that uh, from Chesed comes is the Shedish of Ramach Mitzusesa, but there he also says Gavura. Or Yira, Av is the Shedish of Kol Ramach Mitzvah and Yira is the Resod, the Shedish and the root of all the negative 365 Lesa But the fact is really, in some places it says that Av is even the Klal over Yira. It encompasses all the Tayyag Mitzvahs. As Hillel said, and al explains why. Because the Esam Inyan of Av is Akbaris Hatsur Alachemer. That's what he says in Pedic Levin Tanya. Or the words of the Tanya is Nasei Gufei. Tofel and Nafshe Iker, or Kol Mish that doesn't do that can never really have true Ava. Why? Because Ava fundamentally is about a Nafshe's experience, and that's Kol Atayra Kula. Kol Atayra Kula, even Mitzvahs Benodim Lechavere, which you would think, what is connected when you're davening, or uh, you bring a Korban, or Bizman uh, keeping Shabbos, what does it have to do with Vahaftarach HaKamech? Because the answer is, because Shabbos and Kashas and everything is all about refining and making your nefesh iker and guf tofel, that materialism is secondary to uh, spirituality, so to speak, to ruchnis. So every mitzvah is doing that. Or a simple, uh, more babal batash is the language of the Ramban in, Pasha, in the beginning of Pashik Deshim, that you can do all the, you can do all the Shabbos and Kashas and be a novel b'rishus ateros, you can be a manuval, you can be an obnoxious, uh, despicable person. And you see this, you see people can do mitzvahs, unfortunately, and don't necessarily have more ava. The Haftarach Kamech is disconnected, says Hillel and Rabbi Akiva in Zeklal Godel Beteira, the Haftarach Kamecha, Zeklal Godel Beteira, that's not disconnected. It's like the Ebershter, like we say in Hayyem Yem from the Alter Rebbe, that Avas Yisrael is an extension of Avas Hashem. How could you love Hashem and not love what Hashem loves? It's like loving the father and uh, not loving his children. So the truth is it's one and the same. The fact that people can separate is another discussion. But the point being is that Ava is really the connection to everything. Now, the Alter Rebbe explains in time, Hamakaimon Be'emes, who keeps a mitzvah properly, the fullest sense of the word, is someone that does it, Metech Ava. Yes, mitzvahs anoshem Lamoda, you can mechanically do mitzvahs, but if it doesn't have a feeling of love and closeness, so Rahman al would be like in a marriage, 
where the husband is doing something for the wife to be yetzer because uh, whatever but he has no feeling or no doesn't feel anything a relationship doesn't it should be the other way around first starts the ava and the mela you want to do everything that the person that you love is interested in like the Ebrister said when they even were going before Martin Tater when they asked for the mitzvahs he said you took us out of Mitzrayim give us your mitzvahs and the Ebrister said no kablu machusei v'achikar kablu first accept me my malchus accept me as a whole then I know that you'll accept what I ask you to do so in other words the mitzvahs are an outgrowth of the ava of the connection now can you do a mitzvah without the connection yeah you can learn Tater also without making a brichas ha but we know what the Gemara says about that so the real, the real connection, starting here in Avedis Hashem, is that it comes metech ava, metech chesed. So the truth is, when you look at Peri Kalamit Beis and Tani, even though it does explain uh, the main focus there is ava saod, ava lamata, ava but you could also derive from there what the ava is in general, also between us and Eibushter. But to bring it back to, uh, since I'm talking about Peri Lev, which is of course the maybe the most fundamental piece on Ava Bechlal, if you want to know what Ava is, and really what Chesed is, that's Peter Klamet Beis. And as I said, he captures it in those few lines, that it's Nafshe Ike V'gufe Tofu. So let me, let me talk about that a bit. And this is more about dissecting the very Midah of Ava and, and Chesed. As I said, Chesed has more elements, and I'll try to cover them, but let me talk about the Ava element, which is definitely the most prominent aspect. I think it's always like they say, which means, for my, my enemies make me wise, says David HaMelech in So there's also a Pirish in that, that means that when you want to know your strengths, ask your enemy. Because the enemy always seems to know how to focus, because they, uh, they're, they're invested in knowing your strengths. So very often, in, uh, whatever, in war intelligence and so on, they want to find out, spies, what the enemy, where the enemy sees, the, sees you, because they usually identify your strengths. And the, so there's a lot of things you learn when you look at the... That's why You look at the Lumaza, you see where the Lumaza is Lechem, wherever it's going to battle, you know that's the area you've got to be strong in. So it's one of the ways that we... Uh, one of the Evan Abechem, one of the litmus tests to know where you need more strength. You always know where you have the biggest Nisanus. Wherever, wherever is the, tempting you most is, is the area that you need to put the biggest strength in. Like, like exactly like it is in the Mohamma Gashmis. You know, where, where the, the, the place where you're going to put the biggest defenses is going to be around the capital, where the king lives, or the president lives, or the leaders live, or the most strategic places, because that's where the enemy is going to go after. So why is this relevant to what we're discussing? So just, as a, just in context, like Yisrael Ermin Acheshech, what is the, the prevalent uh, so-called modern, today's contemporary um, definition of love? You know, love is a big word. Everybody needs it. It's the basis of relationships, the basis of marriage. And we know that today in our world, there's a lot of challenges, to put it mildly, of what that means. People don't even know what the word means. So it's good to make a, a contrast. What I want to do is uh, just compare how uh, chesed or ava or love is looked at in the secular world and how the Torah interprets it. And I think when you do that, you'll appreciate, like I said, ma'evei techekmeni, much easier and much better to appreciate what the Tehidus Chiddush is. Even the Tanya, the Perek Lamed Bez, the Chiddush of the Alter Rebbe, which is a tremendous Chiddush when you compare it. So there are a lot of theories out there. And I know you didn't come to Caleb to hear about 
this biological and uh, secular theories on, um, on, uh, on love. But nevertheless, as I said, if you want to appreciate Tata's um, interpretation, it's, it's, it's excellent to compare. So there's a lot of theories out there. The most prevalent one in what we'll call in the Western world is, uh, we'll call it, I'll just call it the Freudian-Darwinian model. And just for the record, the Rebbe does make reference to, not without using those words necessarily, but the Teich, in Sichen, in Yuchvat Tavshin Lamed Beis, when he spoke about Bosilagani, whether the world is a garden or a jungle, or whether a human being is fundamentally like a selfish animal, or uh, an angel, a neshama, a soul, a divine entity. So he referred, and he alluded to the Chachamim that held that what drives a person from, the, from this perspective, I'm talking now the, the secular perspective, what would love is based on one rule. The rule is survival of the fittest. That the species, every min, every species has to survive. And that drives everything. So in order for a species to survive, it has to have children. In other words, it has to breed. Without that, the species will die out. So so-called nature, in its wisdom, if someone wants to use God, you can use the word God, not everybody does, has built in into the natural biological system that we have a need for finding a spouse. They don't call it a spouse, a mate. Animals have that same need, and the same thing even plants. When uh, bees carry the pollen from one flower to another, they're actually essentially breeding. They allow the flower to continue to grow and spread its seeds. So every species has that element as a need, a fundamental driving need, or what we call love, an attraction. Now this definition obviously is not the love that we usually think of. It's simply nature's way of bringing together a male and female, so they should breed, so the species should continue. And I'm not exaggerating. This is the most prevalent definition of why there's love in this world. Now compare this to Teda. If you look in Chumash, so it says also there's, a, there's just two or three psukim that tell you also why is there Alkain Yazev Adam as Beisei, Isha as Beisei, Adam as Beisei. Why is a person attracted to the opposite gender? So he says because human beings were created, B'Tselem Elikim, and then the, and the, and an adragonous creature, Dupat Sufim, male and female, Zohar Nekeva Bar Esam. This is straight from the Posuk. It's no Kabbalah, no Ksidis, pure Posuk. And the Rashi and the you know, Taich, there's different Taichim, but the main Taich is Dupat Sufim. And then the Ebesh to Nesira separated the male and the female. So essentially, male and female are, are really two parts of one whole. The concept of a soulmate, or Plagufa, in the language of uh, Zayar and Chazal. So with two halves of one whole, that whole is created with Selim Elikim, and Alkain, and that's why there's an attraction, a love attraction, physical attraction, a sexual attraction, everything else that comes with it, between the two genders, not in order to breed the next generation. That comes afterwards. Then the Ebrister says that the Ebrister blesses them that out of this union, I will bless you and you will uh, be fruitful and multiply and have children. But the etzem, the, the actual attraction is due to one half of a soul looking to reconnect to the other half so they can reconnect to their Salam Alekim, which is only complete when you have them both. Which is essentially, again, Pasha the Pshat Nepsukim, with a little Chazal, obviously adds to it, the Gemaris about it, about Isha and Isha, Eish, Eish, Yutke, whatever, however, the different explanations. 
Now compare, contrast these two, these two uh, theories on love, so to speak. One is completely, uh, we'll call it mechanical. One is completely utilitarian is the word. It's about, uh, you need to have children. And that's all that matters. There's nothing to do with the father and the mother. So the fact that human beings have created a whole thing called romance and courtship and dating. So there are actually writers and thinkers that write things like that whole thing is completely fake. It's only nature's way to get a man and woman together so they should have children. That's the view. And the whole concept of romance is a, is a fantasy. There are, there are thinkers that say that. In Taylor, it's the exact opposite. In Taylor, it's the exact opposite. The whole purpose is just to bring together that there should be a Salam Alekim, a union, a reunion of two halves. And then there's a bracha that they perpetuate. Now, I've shared this many times in different talks I've given, especially to secular audiences, and they're quite amazed because they always think that it's the Frumi Eden and the Chassidim, all they care about is children. And as they are involved in romance, so-called the secular world. And the truth is, when you understand the theory, it's the exact opposite. As a matter of fact, the Zayar says, the Zayar talks about, the Rebbe brings in several sikhs, that um, even when parents are no longer the age of having children, they still, they still come together, still there's still intimacy. It talks about Avram and Sarah. Or God forbid, parents who can't have children. So you think if it's all about children, you can't have children. There shouldn't be even a mitzvah of yichud anymore. The answer is no. The Zayah says that when a husband and wife come together in a Gdushadika way, they're always giving birth to neshamas. The question is with the Abishtah will be mezakeh that the neshama will also come down the mata. I mean, it's a tremendous Zayah that ever brings it in a few places. That there's always a heilada when it's done with Gdushah. Again, the question is with the Abishtah, the third shutif will also bless that the Nisham will come down Lamata and Aguf. So you see from that again that the Etzim Ava is rooted in basically the Ava between the husband and wife is rooted in the connection to Tzalem Elikim and that makes it a lot more Gishmaker also why it's connected as I said before from Shira Shirim which is a Moshel of Odom and Isha Isha and Isha Lamata a Moshel for the Ebeshter Nidin because that's the whole point. It's connecting with Ebeshter. So the ultimate, ultimate ava that we have lamata, the Ebrister is giving us a dogma in our own personal lives to show us an example of what means the ava between Kaddish Baruch and Knesset Yisrael, between the Ebrister and Eden. Like I said, Yom Chasenos is Zemat and Teira. So both te- the, each one teaches us. So when you study love below, you could learn love about love above. And the same thing, the opposite. When you study about Chesed and Ava Lamaila, and Atzilis and higher even, you can understand and better appreciate la'ava la'mata. And it's a completely different view, as I said. And you can appreciate the Tater's perspective once you understand another perspective. Very different. So basically, to put it in the language of Tanya, and this is just, a, I'll use a few fancy words in English in case you're interested. Um, the difference between the, the, that love in the secular world is a need. Just like you need to eat, you need to drink, you need to sleep, you need uh, shelter. So we need love, we need companionship, we need friendship, we need intimacy, we need children. It's a need. From the t- Tanya's point of view, love is about giving, about transcendence is the word I would use. It's hagbaras nefesh ala guf, like he says. Nafshe ikev gufe In the secular world, it's the opposite. It's the gufe ikev. You need a, the next generation. It's what I need right now. And that's why 
whenever you deal with this, and I deal with this a lot in counseling people and so on, when you talk about relationships, if the relationship in a marriage is driven by gashmias, by goof, my goof needs, uh, 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 even physically or sexually, a husband needs a wife, or a wife needs a husband, that if it's driven completely by that, and I don't just mean it in a grubber way, just by physical attraction, by physical, and there's nothing soulful in it, the relationship is not going to last forever. Because it's selfish. It's driven by self-needs. And selfishness lasts only that long. As soon as you don't have those needs met, you go look elsewhere, which is the common experience in this world. The concept of kedushin, which means from the word kedusha, sanctity, that you uh, sanctify a marriage. It's not just two human beings who need each other like a business negotiation. You make a contract. So if you serve my needs, I'll serve your needs. And if it's over, we'll, break, we'll, we'll end the contract and we move on. No, we don't look at it like that. We look at it as a kedusha. You're bringing the Ebeshter into it, the third shutif. A binyan adeyad. It's adeyad, it's forever. It's based on building a bais, neman b'yisrael, a yisayda tera mitzvahs, in the language of the Rebbe, in the letter to the chas and kala. In other words, it's a life that's driven by yalakuz, by godliness, by tselem alakim, because it's two halves coming together. As we say in the Sheva Brachas, the Rebbe explains in the Shimas, why in the Sheva Brachas you don't even make mention of the yachid, of the chas and the kala. You talk about Ganeid uh, Mikedem, Odem Achava, Yetzir Odom, because a chasna between two individuals is not just an individual chasna. It's a connection between us and the Ebishter, and it's connecting us back to Ganeidin. It's all about connecting to the Tselem Elikim, and that's what all the brochas are about, because the brochas are reflecting the true essence of what a chasna is. It's not just two individuals, it's also two individuals, but it's a simcha b'chol se'edir because you have the Achdus Hashem coming together in a Ishvi Isha and Zochav and Ikeva Bora Eisam. Very, very different view. So in Tanya, he says clearly, Nafshe Ike Gufe Tafel. And that is transcendence, the essence of Wakala Kula. That's what Ava is. And Ava in the secular world is the opposite. Gufe Ike Venafshe Tafel. That doesn't mean you can't teach people to change that. But the general attitude is very much, as I said, biological. You need the species to survive and move on. And everything else is secondary. So this is just a take, an explanation, a little about Ava, a little more in depth. What exactly is Ava? So that's why, going back to the basic basis of Chesidus, uh, the Baal Shem Tov, one of the Yisaitis that the Baal Shem Tov taught was, So of course everyone asked the Klotz Kasha, is a Pasuk in the Teira, in and Rabbi Kiva already thousands of years ago said, Klal Godl Betera. And Hillel said, Zui Kola Tera Kula. Amad Allah Sani. So what's the Kiddush of the Baal Shem Tev? This is all said before. So one of the answers given, there's a story of the Fidika Rebbe, just to give to capture it, that once um, he was traveling, I think, to Germany. So he was in Berlin in one of the hotels there, one of the fancy hotels. And a delegation of, of uh, from Orthodox rabbis came to see him. I remember in Germany they had a, a long history of Eden and Shemirayim over almost a thousand years. So one of the questions that Rabbonim, the German rabbis, asked the Friedrich Rebbe was, What's the, what did Chiddush, what did Chiddush come to contribute? You know, we're here, we, we, we're, uh, we're Teda and Aveda and Yerushamayim for a long time. 
Chassidus never reached Germany. So what's the Chiddush? What does Chassidus come to contribute? So the story, as it's published, is the Friedrich Rebbe, they were sitting in the lobby of the hotel. As I said, it was a very exquisite hotel. And the, Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe pointed to the beams. There were these big marble beams right in the middle of the lobby. And he pointed to them and said to them, what do you see? So they described the beams. They're made out of this uh, blue-white marble, very powerful-looking, very nicely sculpted. Then the Friedrich Rebbe stood up, and, fo- and they followed him. He went over to the beam, and he took a lamp, and he shined it close to the beam. He said, what do you see now? And they said, we see flowers and different images, images engraved in, the, in these marble beams. So Friedrich Rebbe said, why didn't you say that before? They said, from a distance, you only see the big picture. You don't see the, the flowers. You only see it in Eifin Klali, in a general way. So the Friedrich Rebbe said, that's what Chassidus, Chassidus didn't come to Machadish, the flowers. The flowers in Teirah and Mitzvahs are always there. But sometimes, especially through the years of Golis, you can sometimes lose sight of the essence. And you know the general picture, but you don't know the details. So the Baal Shem Tov, Chassidus in general, came to shine a light on the Yisaitis. So the Baal Shem Tov didn't Machadish, was Machadish Avis Yisrael. But he made it into a yesod, and most importantly, not just a yesod, uh, in, like, not just a maim chazal, but an actionable thing. How do you do it? Because it's, it's nice to say, but everyone asks the question, how could that be? If it just said, is one thing. But it says, kamecha. And the Ebenezer and other commentaries asks, we know, Odom Avis Atzmei is always stronger than Avis Chavere. So how could the Teda expect from us, Kamecha, love your fellow like yourself? As I said, if it says love your fellow, fine, like yourself. So the, the, the Leitzim answer, the cynics say, I love him as much as he loves me. That's how they teach Kamecha. Kimuvan, that's just a derecha lotza. And the answer is, in Tanya, the answer is very straightforward. The answer is, because it's true that on, on your own, when gufe iker, so first Odom Korovets Latzme. But if you focus on the Nefesh, you focus on the Neshama, it's a different story. That's why it says, just like it says about the Abish to the question the Maggid asks, or is asked by the Maggid, how could you have a mitzvah of a Hashem How could you regulate emotions? You could say, do what Abishta wants you to do, even if you don't love him. But either you love someone or you don't love someone. How could you regulate? Same thing, I don't like that person. You tell me I should give Zdok anyway and be him and be nice to him, fine. In action. But the mitzvah is va'afta. So the Magad answers that the mitzvah is under his boninus. That when you're misbeinen about the qualities of that person, that this is b'riyah shel ha'kadosh baruch as the Alter Rebbe brings in Perik Lev. Even b'riyah ba'alma. And that he has a neshama. And like the Baal Shem Tov says, every has a, like a shenama, like a etzer that's filled with precious stones and jewels that are buried under the ground. Out of chayfets, you misbeinin on his qualities. Then the misbonus will bring the avich. So this already explains. So why is the mitzvah not on his bonus? So it says automatically if you misbeinin. And the same thing with the Yitaka can't demand someone to love, but you can demand 
that you should focus on the qualities that Ebrister is giving you brachas and giving you life, automatically you'll begin to love him because he's a, he's a source of makar etc. So in other words, the idea of afterach kamechen that Baal Shem Tov taught wasn't just as a mitzvah and a klal gadol. How do you do it? And that's the focus on neshama. So when everyone asks today the question, you know, Chabad seemingly pioneered the idea of unconditional love and non-judgmentalism of every Jew. You know, there was a time, and there's still a people, unfortunately, that will call someone that's not like them a goy. Because it's not, they're not dressed like you are, don't come from your culture. You know, it goes against the basic you say this of Yiddishkeit. The Ebersheim decides who's a Jew and a goy, not you and not, not I. The idea that, that to write off a Jew that's a tinik shenishba, you know, the whole concept was revolutionary when the Rebbe began that Aved, or B'chalach Siddis, always taught this idea, it was seen somewhat strange. Even though, if you think about it, it's the Yisrael of Yiddishkeit. Because, unfortunately, there's a lot of distortion of what Ave means, and what Ave Sisrael means, and what Anisham is. Rest assured, anyone that has an issue with loving every Jew unconditionally, no matter who they are, and will also have an issue with what a neshama is. They don't know what a neshama is. If you don't focus on neshama, there's no way you could have ava to everybody. The only way possible is what the Alter Rebbe says. That's why the Alter Rebbe says the strong words that me, Shegufit Iker, and Nafshe Tofel will never have true ava. Yeah, you could have momentary, short-term, conditional, you know, I'm going to ask this, I'm going to ask that. In other words, it's for ulterior motives. But Ava Amitis, only possible on the Shama level, because Ava Chalukolono, like he says, and Kula Masimais, like the Yerushami says, we're all part of one entity. That needs understanding of Neshama things. So here's just a, 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 a practical application of why Ava and Chesed, going back to Chesed, what we're discussing, is such a Yisod. So you see, it's a Yisod not just in. Uh, that the Ebrishtah first comes chesed and afterwards all the midas. She said the cholatei kula. That's the lashon of uh, Hillel cholatei kula, and or klal gadol b'teira. And the explanation is as the Rebbe explained uh, when Rabbi, uh, the late uh, Chief Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, everyone knows the story that he came to, you know, he was a, a, a philosophy major in England, and uh, he came to the United States, I think in Tavshin Chavtes, 69, and he visited, he was interviewing different G'deli uh, Yisrael, Jewish leaders in America, for his, he was writing a paper, and one of them was the Rebbe, as he says in his speeches, and he explains in his writings, that uh, by the, everybody, he interviewed everybody, by the Rebbe, ended up the Rebbe interviewing him, about what he's doing on campus, and how is he helping Jews, and the Rebbe basically telling him, in no uncertain terms that he suggests, you're going to get a philosophy major, a degree, and what are you going to do with it? Become a rabbi, and then you can use the philosophy and everything you learn to helping people, helping Jews. And he did that. He said it put him on his career. He, the first time he became a rabbi, he acknowledged the Rebbe. He would always say that he's a rabbi because the Rebbe. So when he wrote this first paper for a, do, for a doctorate, you have to write a dissertation. So he wrote it on the, on the theme of Kol Yisrael Arevim Zebezeh. Um, which uh, the, the Chazal is based on a Pasuk in Buchu Kesei. I'll, I'll, I'll share in a moment what he, uh, the Nukuda. Anyway, when he finished the paper, which was like 80, 90 pages, he showed it to five, Rabbi Fivers Vogel, 
who was a colleague, a friend of his. Um, and Rabbi Vogel told him, why don't you send it into the Rebbe? He said, well, the Rebbe, I don't want to bother the Rebbe. The Rebbe's going to go read it. He says, Listen, the Rebbe will do what he wants to do. He could also not read it. Well, why not? You wrote it. Give him nachas and send it in. So he did. Well, a short while later, I'm not sure how long, but he gets uh, a response from the Rebbe. And the Rebbe writes on top of the first page, I remember the whole Lushen, but with the Teichen that was Negeel in Yanenu, the Rebbe writes, Iker chosem in The main thing is missing from your uh, paper. There's no tzion, there's no, there's no reference at all to Tanya Pedeklev. That's what the Rebbe wrote. Now, he was troubled. What does the Rebbe mean? I mean, Tanya Pedeklev is beautiful Pedek. But his paper is not on the Chesidus of it. He wrote up in Nigla. His main thesis was, why do we learn from one of the Pesukim in the Teichachon? Bechukesai, I forgot which Pesuk. There's a lot of Pesukim where you can learn that Jews are responsible for each other. But it comes after from a negative Pesuk. A Pesuk where the one Jew will suffer because of an offer or something like that. So his answer was, because if you really want to know Arevim Zebazeh, you don't look in good times. In good times, obviously we're responsible for each other. You look in bad times. Are we still there to help each other when things are difficult? You know, you always have a friend when everything is going nice. But as soon as you need them when you're in trouble, or they're in trouble, then people usually run each one their own way, take care of themselves. So you Yisrael, even then also. That was his main nukudim. And the Rebbe wrote Chosim and So he gave a talk, Shleishim, uh, 30 days after Gimel Tammuz, and he spoke about it. I also heard it from him personally. And he asked the question, he says, for years, since Tovshin Lamed Beis, I think, maybe, Lamed Al, I don't know when he wrote the paper. But for years, he said, I've never had uh, an understanding. What's if the Rebbe said, Kedai Lohesi, if I'd see him, Latanya Lev, okay. But Iker Chosim means that his whole paper is basically missing the, the, the Iker. And he never understood why. So he says, now, I've been thinking about the Rebbe. He says, now I come to realize and I want to repay Yachayv, the debt, and explain what the Rebbe meant, how I understand it. The Nekudah that he said was that the Rebbe was saying, yes, you wrote a beautiful paper about Adavim Zebazeh, but what's missing is how. Why Taka would an Id care about another Id, even in the time of Tzorah, when that person is also in need? You don't explain the how. You only say the what. You know, you're saying, we, we need to be responsible, and we learn about it from the Pesukim. But how? And that's the chasim and asefer, the ikir, the how. And the, the only way is through nafshe ikir, the gufei tof. I mean, he gave a beautiful talk on the topic and a lot about this, not the gay right now. The point that I want to make is that going back to chesed as the first of all midas, and I, tra- and I talked focus primarily on ava, so you see how ava, besides understanding what ava really is, and of course, ava and atzilus, and chesed atzilus is the ultimate because there everything is elikus. When it comes into Briya Chesed and Yitzira and Asiya, of course Chesed can take on another shape where it can become a selfish Chesed even. And a Chesed that's driven more by Gufei Iker. But of, the goal, of course, is to align our Chesed with the Ebershtis Chesed. So that's one Akuda which I'll cover, we'll cover today. Probably next week I'm going to cover some more things about Chesed. And we'll move along through the Midas. So everyone have a very good day and uh, Fokharabah.